there is nothing creative, there's nothing expansive, and there's no growth involved with you feeling comfortable and safe and secure. The universe wants to expand in creative expression, and money is a tool to assist us to do the same. There's nothing expansive or creative about us sitting down and feeling safe. Are you an ambitious, God-centered woman who is ready to live her best life now? My name is Allison Chavez, and on this podcast, I'm going to show women like you how to master your inner game so you can get out of your own way, lay down the struggle, manifest your dreams, and love life as you go. If you're ready to play the inner game to win instead of playing it not to lose so you can live your best life for the rest of your life, then head on over to prosperityapproach.com slash go and get started. Hello, Prosperity Seekers, and welcome to another episode of the Prosperity Approach podcast. I have decided, based on all the responses that I've gotten from people, that I am going to do a series of three episodes that really revolve around money. Now, prosperity isn't just about money. Prosperity actually encompasses all of the cornerstones of your life, your finances, your relationships, your health, and your level of spirituality or your connection with God or your higher power. But I have gotten so many responses from people that the the main area of their life that would be the most dramatically affected is money. That's the part of their life that they feel really passionate about redesigning right now. And I thought, well, what better way to serve you than to just start off with like a three-part series about demystifying how money works and debunking all of the myths about what money is and how to get it and what it means about you or in your life. And so these next three episodes are going to deal specifically with money. We've really got to get your perspective on money to change. That was instrumental for me as I was learning about how to live in prosperity and as I was creating and then and then really refining the prosperity approach. The first thing we've got to do is change your perspective on money. We've got to disconnect you from the disinformation that we have had around money. Is disinformation a word? Maybe it's misinformation. Anyway, the wrong information that we have received about money over the years through society, through our upbringing, and the way that it's been modeled to us throughout our whole life. Like We've got to disconnect from all of that. And we really need to understand how money works on a spiritual and on a vibrational level. So I'm not going to go into how to have a budget or what are the best investments to make or any of that you know financial advisor kind of advice that's not my area of specialty my area of specialty is getting underneath all of that and really changing the way you approach money so that you can have really effective investments you can enjoy money on a higher level and it can come to you with ease and with joy and with flow and all of those ways that we really desire to receive money so let's dive into that in this episode, shall we? A couple of things we need to understand first and foremost about money is that money is here to bless your life. It's not here to harm you. Money in and of itself is just a neutral thing. It's like a cotton ball. It's like Q-tips. It just is. And I'll, and I'll go into all of that in just a minute. But because we have been taught really weird things about money and we've seen money being used in causes that 
don't benefit mankind, where we've seen others hurt other people where money is concerned. And perhaps, and I'm willing to bet that you have been burned by somebody financially before to whatever degree, we end up thinking that money is harmful. Money is something that's painful to us. And then because we've been getting so many mixed messages about money through the ages, we're in this perpetual internal conflict about it. I need money, but I don't want money. I actually want money, but I shouldn't want money. It's a necessary evil. I love it, but I can't actually love it because that's really evil. I wish I had more. I feel resentful when it's not here. I get upset when I don't have enough money, but if I have too much, then that means I'm going to be greedy and selfish. Like it's this, it's no wonder we're all just such in a mess at least on some level where money is concerned because we just have all of these conflicting messages that we're trying to process through all the time. I remember back in 2018, early 2018, when I made that decision that I would never struggle financially ever again, and that I would follow those inspired nudges that I got, and that as I showed up and continued to skill up, then the money would also show up to help me achieve whatever it was that I wanted to achieve. And I got to put that into real practice when I was told to hire my mentor and go to a two-day retreat that she was holding, and it it was $4,000. And I did not have anywhere near $4,000, but I did it anyway. And because I was willing to say yes, not only to where my heart was leading me and that inspired nudge, but I was also willing to do whatever was required to have that money. Now, Remember, we were in a bankruptcy. Credit cards were not an option. And so I couldn't just be like, hey, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but plop it on this credit card and oh, look, I manifested it. Like I really needed to follow those inspired instructions that I got to bring more money in. And they were delivered to me because I was determined to follow. And I was determined and committed to change my financial landscape. And I had no idea how that was going to happen. I didn't care how. I just knew that it was going to change and it was going to change for the better. So in May, when that retreat was being held, I went into that retreat with a really deep level of confidence that it was going to be very powerful for me because it was already inspired for me to be there. I had already been directed by God to me that I needed to be there. So I knew I was going to get some life-altering business advice or coaching or whatever it was going to be. I didn't even know. I didn't even know what I was stepping into. I just knew that it was going to change everything. And it really, really did. We went around the room and everybody stated their intention and what they were hoping to get out of the two days that we were going to spend together. And when it was my turn, I came with some very definite goals in mind and definite things that I wanted to work on. And I said, I want to get back to $20,000 months because that was actually a lot of fun. I really enjoyed not having to worry about money. I enjoyed knowing that we could buy anything we wanted and we would have the money and we could make all of our payments. And it hasn't been that way for quite some time. So I would like to get back to $20,000 months. Except, I said, there was so much trauma and there was such a high price tag attached to that $20,000 a month that if I have to go through that same experience to get that level of money, I don't want anything to do with it. And I was a little bit like self-righteous and proud about that. And she looked at me and she said, 
why are you making money the bad guy in this situation? Money was just the innocent bystander in all of this, and you made money the bad guy. You need to go write a letter of apology to money and get this relationship back on track because all money wanted to do was bless your life. I was stunned by that. I thought she'd be like, oh, don't worry. We'll make sure that we clean up all that energy around the trauma. But she was just like, you were the one who traumatized yourself around this. Money is not to blame here. And that was the first time anybody had ever said that money is just here to bless your life. There's nothing wrong or bad about money. And it just completely shifted my paradigm. It completely shifted my perspective. And it was so freeing to stop villainizing money and to stop feeling victimized by money. So that's the first thing to understand really, and to decide for yourself that money is here to bless your life. It's not here to harm you. Second thing it's very important to know about money and the role that it plays in your life is that money must have a purpose in order for it to come. And that purpose must be linked to your growth and not so that you can feel safe and secure and comfortable as you move along your life. And let me tell you why this is so important to understand. Money is currency. Currency is energy. Money is energy. Just like everything else on this planet, including you, including me, including absolutely everything at our core, we are energy and we all vibrate at different frequencies. And we live in a universe of expansion. This universe is a living, I would say breathing, but it's it's a living intelligent entity and its purpose is growth. It wants greater growth. It wants more expansion. It wants fuller expression. And the way that the universe achieves that is through us as human beings. And so the money is here to assist you in your growth and in your expansion to allow you fuller expression of joy. And when we put the purpose of having money is so that we'll feel safe and we'll feel secure, it won't come and we'll never actually feel that level of safety and security we're after because there is nothing creative, there's nothing expansive, and there's no growth involved with you feeling comfortable and safe and secure. And I want you to think about that for a moment. The universe wants to expand in creative expression, and money is a tool to assist us to do the same. There's nothing expansive or creative about us sitting down and feeling safe. So we've got to have a purpose of money and that purpose must be linked to our growth. That's how money comes. And that's why money came so quickly for me back in March when I was like, I got to go to this retreat because I know I need to get myself there because I'm going to learn and I'm going to grow. And that was a very, I hate to say noble, but it was a very strong purpose for money to go. And it was aligned with the role that money actually plays. And it came to me. As I showed up and skilled up, it showed up for me as well. Wallace Waddles wrote a book in the early 1900s called The Science of Getting Rich. If you've never read this book, I highly, highly recommend it. Stop whatever you're reading and go read Wallace Waddles. Read his Science of Getting Rich. He said in this book, which was written in 1910, that society at that point had progressed so far and become so complex that it required a great deal of money for the most ordinary man or woman to live a life that even approached completeness. 
He didn't talk about a life of expansion or a life of wealth or a life of prosperity. He said it takes a great deal of money to live a life that even approaches completeness. And that was in 1910, well over a hundred years ago. And so it's something that we require. We don't need to be in shame about wanting money or desiring money because it's here to facilitate our growth. It's here to lend to that. But most people go sideways and they go off the rails really quickly concerning the role that money plays in their life. Most people think that money is here to make you feel safe, to make you feel comfortable. And I will allow that on a surface level, money does bring an element of safety and security to you and certainly a level of comfort. But that soul level, deep down security that you require will never be provided by money. It's not a property of money. It's not something that money will fulfill. It's like expecting Sprite to quench your thirst. Sprite does not have the properties to quench your thirst. It looks just like water, especially if you let it sit out on the counter in a glass for long enough and all of the bubbles have escaped. Looks exactly like water, but it is never going to quench your thirst. As a matter of fact, it's designed to do just the opposite and make you thirstier for more Sprite. But we don't vilify Sprite. And it doesn't matter what we do differently in relation to the Sprite, it's still not going to quench your thirst. But we don't make it Sprite's fault. We just know that we need to look for something else to quench our thirst. And so we need to look to something else to give us that sole need and requirement we had for safety and security and comfort. And we've got to look to our source. Let me give you an example. Have you ever thought to yourself, I just just want to be comfortable? I don't want to make a ton of money. I don't care if I don't have a yacht and I sail all around the world. I don't care if I never fly first class. I just want to be able to pay all my bills and never worry about money ever again. Have you ever said that to yourself or to somebody else? I know I have. Well, guess what? You can. You can right where you are, never worry about money ever again. And it makes no difference how much money is or isn't in your bank account. I remember long before I understood how money worked, how to get money to come, the vibrational and the spiritual components of money, I lived like most everybody else, you know, hand to mouth, paycheck to paycheck, too much month left at the end of our money. I'm rich for 10 minutes. I used to say that every paycheck. And then I get so upset and irate because I felt rich for 10 minutes and then I just had to start paying bills and I would just get so upset that we didn't have money. But I continued to declare we were rich for 10 minutes and then I, you know, scratch my head and think nowadays I'm like, oh, well, no wonder I had that experience. I kept calling that experience in. Anyway, that's just a, that's a little sidebar right there. But I remember lying in bed awake at night or I wake up in the middle of the night and I would think, Oh no, what if we don't have enough money to make the van payment? Holy cow, what what, if, what are we going to do if we can't make the van payment? We got to make more money. How are we going to make more money? And in my mind, because I continued to get tangled up in how, the only way that I knew we could make money is if I got another job. And there was a time in my life when I was running my own business and I had three part-time jobs. So there were I was working four different jobs. I had four small children, a husband, a couple of pets, and I was run ragged all the time and there was never enough money. And I just thought, well, I just we just got to work more. We got to work harder, we got to work longer, we got to 
have more jobs so that we can make all this money and live the life that we want to live. And it was a very modest life, so to speak. And then, you know, fast forward, oh, probably five, maybe 10 years after that. And we were making $20,000 a month. Now I understand money is relative. There are some of you thinking 20 grand a month, that's all you were making. And there are others of you that are saying, holy cow, that's a life-changing money. Well, that's the camp that we were in. I'd never made that kind of money before ever. I'd never had that experience with that much money coming in consistently on a monthly basis. Yearly, yes. Monthly, not so much. We could buy anything we wanted. I didn't have to look at price tags before I bought something that I wanted. I knew we could meet any emergency or any contingency that we would have financially. The money was there. And I woke up every night between 2 and 3 a.m. with my guts twisted in anxiety and my thoughts sounding like this. Oh no, what have you done? You've created this lifestyle for your family and they expect you to maintain it. And what if you can't maintain this? What if you can't sustain this, much less grow it? What if you lose everything? What are you going to do? And then because your results will always reflect your subconscious beliefs, that's exactly what happened. We ended up losing all of our money after a pretty impressive, you know, financial freefall for a couple of years, boom, we hit that rock bottom. And I do remember very distinctly as the dust was settling, I had a moment of clarity. And I remember thinking, man, way back in the day, I was in anxiety when we didn't have any money. And over the last few years, we've had plenty of money and I've still been in anxiety. I don't think money is the common denominator of my anxiety. I think I am the common denominator of my anxiety. The money has nothing to do with it. It is all me. And what a powerful realization that was. So this is what happened. And this is how I got off the rails. And this is where I see most everybody going off the rails. I had made money my source. It's why so many people continue to chase after the almighty dollar, thinking that it's going to bring them a level of security that it just does not have the properties to fill. That's not money's job. Money's job is to assist you in growth. It is not its job to make you feel safe and secure. That's why you have a higher power. That's why I bring the spiritual component, the God component to this whole formula of the prosperity approach, because that's what I see missing so much. I had made money my source. I'd made money my God. And I lived and died by how much was in the bank account. I allowed myself to grow or to shrink based on what the paycheck told me I could do. And I felt more secure when we had more money and really, really scared when we didn't have any. I'd made money my source. And most of us do this because that's what we're taught. But here's the thing. Money is a channel. Money is not your source. Your connection to your higher power. Now, in my vocabulary and in my world, my higher power is called God or Heavenly Father. You get to call your higher power whatever resonates with you. So if your higher power is Lord or is Jesus or is angels or infinite intelligence or universal energy or Hank, I don't care what you call your higher power. 
All I care is that you connect to it and you understand that your higher power is connected to limitless supply. And if you are connected to God, who is the most abundant, wealthiest being in the multiverse, and you are constantly connected to that, then you are also constantly connected to limitless supply. And limitless supply is available to you. Channels dry up. They do it all the time. If you are continually connected to source, if a channel dries up, it's not a big deal. You can dig another channel. I had firsthand experience with that this year in 2020. Most of us had experience with channels of money drying up or slowing to a trickle in 2020. And we saw what happened in the global economy, in the global mindset, just widespread panic and scarcity and fear. And I realized when that happened, I could partake of it or I could really use what I had been teaching for years already as this is the perfect time to learn this. What better circumstances could there possibly be for people to really harness the power of their thoughts and leverage the power of the universe to redesign their entire reality and experience success without struggle? Now, at the beginning of the year of 2020, I had a really, really big goal, a big to me goal, and I knew how I was going to get it. I was going to speak on stages. It's one of my most favorite things in the world to do is be on a live stage with that human interaction and that connection and serving at that level. And I was going to expand my reach and my influence by getting on other people's stages. Well, in one day, poof, gone. That channel dried up spectacularly in a very, very short amount of time. Now, if that had happened to me two years ago, I would have just dived right off the deep end and gone into panic. And this is clearly a sign I'm not meant to do this. Like I would have just been in all kinds of terror if that had happened. But I've been training my brain for years and changing my perspective and practicing what I preach, which is the prosperity approach. So when it happened, I went to, all right, nothing happens to me. Everything happens for me. Everything happens for me and only good can come of this. And God is not surprised at all by how events have transpired and what is going on. So obviously there's a blessing in here for me and there is something he wants me to learn. There's a place that he wants me to get phenomenal in. Where could that be? Online. Now, I had been in the online space since the beginning of my business, but I didn't have a very strong online presence because I really liked the live component of speaking on live stages. So that's how I had grown my business, not so much online. And I was like, holy cow, God wants me to learn how to do online. He wants me to learn how to market and do Facebook ads and a podcast and online challenges and all of the different ways that I can connect with people. And the amazing blessing that has come from this is that before I was, I was in front of a couple of hundred people at a time, and now I can be in front of thousands of people at a time and have such a bigger reach with no travel. I don't have to leave my family for days or weeks at a time, very little expense, relatively speaking. And I get to find the person who resonates with my message and the way that I deliver it. Nothing but good came of this. But I had to make that decision that when the pandemic hit and that channel dried up, that only good can come of it. And then 
start looking at ways that was true and how that was already true and continually connect to my source, which is God. 2020 ended up being a year of miracles, so many more blessings than heartache. And please understand, I have so much compassion for the thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of people who have been hurt by this, who have lost loved ones. And I am not dismissing that at all. But within the challenge is also, it has to be there. The miracle has to be there to the same degree of the challenge. It's one of the universal laws. And when you, when you understand how many works, it is just a channel. It's not your source. It's here to bless your life, not harm you. And to want more money to come into your life, it must have a purpose. And that purpose must be for your growth, not for your security and your safety. God's the one who takes care of that. He is fully equipped to provide that. That is how you can start laying down the struggle, regardless of how much money is in your bank account, and really start living the prosperity approach. Now, I do want to give you something that you can chew on and something that you can take away from this. And so your assignment, should you choose to accept, is to pull out a piece of paper and start writing a letter to money. I imagine all of us need to write a letter of apology to money. And so I want you to look at money as a person and the relationship that you have with money as if it were a person. Were you needy? Were you too clingy? Were you always harping on money? Were you toe tapping all the time and waiting for it to come and impatient? Did you forget to be grateful for it? Like, Just have fun with this and write a letter of apology to money and then establish the new game plan. This is how I'm going to show up for you, money, in gratitude, in joyful expectation, no matter how much or how little of you comes. But this is how I expect you to show up for me. I expect you to come consistently. I expect you to bring a ton of your friends. And we are going to have a beautiful experience together, loving each other because we take such fantastic care of each other. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of The Prosperity Approach. This is the first in a multiple series of episodes all around money. So we'll see you next time on The Prosperity Approach. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Prosperity Approach. If you haven't already, be sure to head over to prosperityapproach.com slash 52 ways and pick up your free copy of The Prosperity Guide. This guide will help you discover 52 different ways to dissolve fear and overwhelm, grow your wealth consciousness, and experience success without struggle. Until next time, remember, the challenge is necessary on your journey to success, but the struggle isn't. 